0: Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Today is June the 2nd, 2020. And on today's episode of Living in Babylon, we're going to talk about something that just happened in recent news that has people in in a bit of an uproar. There is a photograph circulating of President Donald Trump standing in front of St. John's. Episcopal Church in Washington, D.C., holding a Bible. Um, For some, it was an act of uh, devotion and dedication to God, and for others, it was deemed as a blatant photo op (laughs) and quickly condemned and criticized. So beyond that, I always like to look at the picture beyond the picture because there's so much in a picture. So inquiring mind, my inquiring mind, decided to do a little bit of research. And I'm just going to give you a little bit of a snippet of what I've come across today because I want to find out what the motivation was. That's what I'm praying about. What is the message that was really being sent with this particular photograph, with this particular setup and this particular place. So we're going to start with the backdrop, which is the cathedral itself. Uh, St. John's, well, not cathedral, St. John's, uh, what do they call it, the official name, for, let's see, St. John's Church, and it is located uh, in an area called Lafayette uh, Square. It sits on Lafayette Square. So um, actually where he was standing, he was standing in front of the parish house, and the parish house is a little, it's different from the church. Uh, the parish house sits on one side of the church, and so he was standing in front of the parish house holding the Bible, which many people pointed out that uh, the Bible was actually backwards and it was turned upside down, which I'm sure will be another broadcast. And uh, some of the comments were really interesting on social media. Some of the comments were they couldn't believe that it didn't burst into flames and um, I also heard that there was a meme going around with of Adolf Hitler holding a Bible, and uh, I think that was debunked. It was found out later that the picture had actually been photoshopped. It looked—I mean, mean, Hitler was like in the same exact position as uh, Donald Trump was in this picture holding a Bible. And so the claim is that that picture uh, had been photoshopped. But when I was looking at the two pictures, I was like, "Well, which one has been photoshopped? The one with them with the Bible, or the, or did they photoshop the Bible out of the picture?" I don't know. But I'm not getting ready to go down the rabbit hole to find out. So anyway, let's get back to this St. John's Church. Uh, One of the first things I found interesting was that there are multiple St. John's churches all over of the world in different countries. Okay, sure. You know, that's not too coincidental. But how coincidental is it that many of these um, churches are uh, connected to a Lafayette Street or a Lexington Street? There's some type of connection there, the streets that they're all on in many different places have, uh, very, very, uh, similar names. So, um, now, so let me just give you a little backdrop. Um, a lot of this I found on Wikipedia. I'll give them credit for it. It says that the cornerstone of St. John's was set on September the 4th, 1815. And the first service was held on October 27th, 1817, right in the middle of, uh, slavery and civil war the church was consecrated on december the 27th 1816 i mean rather during slavery beginning with james madison until the president until the present every person who has held the office of president of the united states has attended a service at st john's several early presidents were communicants and i'm going to assume that means parishioners but i will Look it up, as were more recent ones. So St. John's is actually known as the Church of the Presidents and is a registered uh, National Historic Landmark. Pew 54 is the President's pew and is reserved for the President's use when in, in, in attendance. So that just made me think. So President Trump, his, he is the, is he the 45th president? And this is Pew 54? Forgive me for not knowing, but you can put it in some comments. I believe he is. The bell, uh, the, this church actually has two bells, but the bell was actually um, cast by Paul Revere's son. And remember Paul Revere in history is the one that uh rode through the streets and may even be of Washington DC ringing the bell saying the British are coming the British are coming. So I don't know is that a me- a message the Br- the British army was coming. So I don't know if this has some type of subliminal messaging that the bell is being rung because this was a place that was used. And for a long time, as the, the bell would be wrong if there was any type of emergency going on in Washington, D.C., to alert the people that something was coming, that danger was coming, that danger was imminent. And, uh, you know, at this time, we're under a state of threat here in the United States of America that, um uh, the military troops are going to be sent into the streets of America to quell the protesters. We have two things going on. We've got protesters and we have rioters. There is a difference. There is a difference. Some people are taking advantage of the situation, the lack of uh, of police presence uh, to, uh, to come up. to to get what they think they don't have or what they need or what they can sell to make money on the black market in the future because things are hard for people. People do not have money. So though I don't condone violence, I don't condone stealing, I don't uh, condone burning down of business under normal circumstances. I understand it, though. I understand the rage. And we're not the only ones when we're enraged because of injustice, um, resort to burning things and tearing things up. It happens all over the world. So I'm not going to paint black people with a black brush and decide, oh, we're not going to support them because a few people express their anger that way. But that's a different subject. So let's get back to it. He's ringing the bell. The Paul Revere Revere, uh, son created this uh, bell. That is still one of them is still being used in the church. The other one is not used that much. So Lafayette Square, where this is um, located, is also called the President's Park. So this church is the President's Church. And this park, this area, which houses other governmental buildings uh, in the vicinity, is also known as president's Park. Every sitting president has attended the church at least once since it was built in 1860, starting with James Madison. With the exception of Richard Nixon, every president since Franklin D. Roosevelt has attended spiritual services on inauguration day. And it is considered a national landmark. So I was just curious that he went there, he stood outside, he held the Bible up, he had a photo up. why didn't he go in? This is the president's church. And it was said that before uh, the president got there, they cleared the area by throwing tear, gra- tear gas in, which which was meant to run the priest and other people out of the area who said that they had been lounging, well, not lounging, but they had been sitting there enjoying a peaceful day. It was described they were eating granola bars and, and chatting and having conversation. They weren't even given a warning that the president is coming. You all go ahead and clear out, make yourself invisible, go to the back or whatever. He just showed up and they cleared the area and he stood there with this Bible so it definitely is significant. Anytime you see the, the, the scriptures, the word of God is, is significant. But remember, it's not just Christians that hold up a Bible. Many other people that do, and I'm not accusing the president of this. I'm just stating a fact. That's why people are not overwhelmed and falling out and say, oh, my God, this means he's a Christian because he's holding the Bible. And I'm not judging the man's Christianity because I don't know. But I'm just stating another fact that other groups and organizations use Bibles to do other stuff that is not holy. And. um, So there he is holding up this Bible. So just with that thought in mind, I want to give you a about two or three little key things that I read. Uh, It says, now, according to at least two accounts, whenever the bell tolls because of the death of a notable person, this is like little-known history facts and side notes. Listen to this. According to at least two accounts, whenever the bell tolls because of the death of a notable person, Six ghostly men in white robes appear in the president's pew at midnight and then vanish. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Spirits appear in the in in, on that pew on the president's pew and then vanish when a notable person dies. That is interesting. So that brings me to the point that within this church, there is also a pew designated for the president to sit in. And and I mentioned earlier that that number on that pew right now is 54, but it has had other numbers. And as they've moved things around, um, the pew got a different uh, designation. Um, now, remember, this is a, an Episcopalian church, and we will get into some of the history of the uh, Episcopalians at a future date. And they said that the reason they built this church is when they uh, moved the, the capital from Philadelphia to Washington, D.C., because it was too hard to travel to one or two other churches that basically the big whigs went to. You're not going to see them at a regular church. That's why they got so furious with President Obama when he first came into office and he was going to the church with this other reverend uh, bishop. I I can't think of his name right now. And boy, they were furious because guess what? He had to fall in line as a president. We got a church for you over here. You're going to have to uh, separate yourself from this people because I'm sure as a president, you are indoctrinated spiritually. To a certain degree, so even though there is an outward presentation of the spiritual beliefs uh, in the White House, or particularly of the president, because people are always concerned about what the the faith is or the belief of the president, and rightly so, because they feel like a president that has the same beliefs as them will be more favorable to their causes. That's why, because of Barack Hussein Obama, I get it, that name is enough to strike fear into the hearts of the average uh, God-fearing, or should I say Muslim-fearing white American. Because we have gone to war with Husseins in the United States of America. We have declared war on countries whose presidents and leaders carried the name Hussein. So, you know, when I hear people say that this president, Donald Trump, has been hated more than any other president of the United States, I'm like, what reality are you living in? You're living in the reality of typically a color or a uh, political affiliation, because that is not the reality. If you were living in the reality of a being a person of color when Barack Obama uh, was in office, you saw horrific uh, disrespect to that president. So let's get back to the topic at hand. Perhaps the most devoted presidential attendee was Abraham Lincoln who habitually joined evening prayer throughout the Civil War from an inconspicuous rear pew. So he didn't go and jump on the on the president's pew. He had his own little pew in the back he liked to go to. He didn't want to be in the spotlight. So we know that President Lincoln was a praying man. St. John's popularly named uh, the Church of the President's uh, we talked about the president's pew. President James Madison uh, selected Pew 28 for his private use. Uh, President Ty- uh, President John Tyler, little known presidents. We need to learn more about some of these little known presidents we don't talk about. Ask that Pew 58 be assigned to him. And listen to this, because I don't know much about John Tyler, but John Tyler asked that Pew 58, wonder what the significance of of that is, be assigned to him and paid for its use in perpetuity by presidents of the United States. Well, how much did that cost? What did he have to pay to have this particular bench, this seat in a house of God, I'll say with quotes? To have this seat reserved into perpetuity, 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 forever by presidents of the United States. I'm scared to ask what he paid, because it may not have been in dollars. It may have been something else. It might have been a sacrifice. Who knows? It says additional renovations in 1883 renumbered the seat. To pew fifty-four. Eighteen eighty-three it became Pew 54. And this pew has remained reserved for the president's use when in attendance. Wow. So there we go, guys. Just a little bit of background history on the place, the significance of the grounds where this photo took place. And I'm going to be digging down and doing a little more research to kind of bring it into focus to find out what we're missing out of the picture So in the meantime, I just want to say this to everyone that is out there uh, protesting, people who are voicing uh, your opinions, our opinions on Facebook and different social media platforms don't be silent. Don't allow your voice to be silent. Your voice matters. And the Holy Spirit told me that in this time, many people are not going to speak up because they're afraid that it will damage their brand, whether they're preachers or business owners or whatever. They refuse to align themselves with uh, African-Americans in a public way, They'll try to do it in a private way, but they're not doing it in a public way because they already know that they will be persecuted, that there will be opposition against them. And that in itself is telling you, it's very telling about the state of America, about the state of the black union right now. And for those of our friends who are listening from around the world, I pray that you would lift your voice and that you would lend your support, the support of your voice for justice for African-Americans that are uh, being uh, subjected to brutality by police forces in these here I would say united, the divided states of America. God bless you. I'm Sister Mary Elizabeth. Make sure you um, subscribe so that you can catch the next episodes as we podcast and blog our way through the protest.